Welcome to Reckless Speculation. And I want to be the first to say, you do not see Raj. But can I get a show of hands? How many people did I tell Raj? We're covering his school first. Don't be late. Everybody else get that text? Yeah, I got I, that text went out. Raj, you wasn't supposed to be late. But join us tonight on Reckless Speculation on the Marion Messenger. Up in the right, in that corner, that corner. Dear friend of ours, from the Speakeasy 330 in Michigan, the original Wolverine, the DDDD Detroit line, the tiger lover, the piston bastard, Tom Sloan. What's up, buddy? Fucking oh. Lions. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> you, you learned that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, uh, learned at an early age, uh, the team's going to disappoint us every year. But that's okay. It's okay. Well, we're Tennessee fans, except for Chain, and we learned that it just they're just gonna break your heart every time. I've got we, some family that that went to Tennessee, so I'm I, I can kind of uh, relate to you guys. So we get we get so close, even World Series this year. But I don't want to talk about that. I digress. Well, we've got Tom's on here tonight, and Raj may be joining us too. Let's see if that's him. Oh, there he is. Look two at minutes. Him. It's pretty good. He done really good. He was only two minutes late. Yes. Yes. Introduced <laughs> our guest. That's Tom Sloan from Speakeasy. He's Rod's hey, man. Thanks for being here, Bobby Davis. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Here That's we go. That's the coolest set I've ever seen in my life. You don't like mine? <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is the, uh, the garage turned sports bar thanks to COVID. So my co-host, co-host uh, Rich Jasper and I put our heads together and we put this together. So it's become Looks quite great. the uh, the neighborhood awesome. uh, setup. Yeah, thanks. Oh, I see the hey, garage Rich. door now. Usually I'm in my yeah. office, but my wife's out of town, so I'm kid watching with one eye. <laughs> Rich, you can see my microwave right now. Nice right? microwave. <laughs> uh, Rich is up in Jas or in uh. Pigeon Forge at the Cal Ripken baseball experience right now. He was young? there last last week. Yeah, he was there okay. last week. He's home now. He had some baseball today with the kids. So, all right, all the all the good things out of the way. Here we go. USC UCLA, the biggest shift in college football in the last year uh, since Oklahoma and Texas left. Yeah, the Big Twelve. Uh, Big Twelve. We'll start with you, Raj. Then I want to move up to you, Tom. Raj, as a USC, you sell as a USC guy. What was your feelings when you heard the news? I've got a lot to say about this. So I'd rather hear Tom's perspective. But the one thing I'll say is it's about money and money only. And I'm actually excited now. But yeah, I mean, uh, Tom's here for a reason. So I, I'd love to hear his perspective before I drone on for two hours about this. <laughs> All right, Tom, you are the well, big guy. You just well, woke the two L.A. teams into your conference. Well, I look at it this way. Uh, I, I agree it's about money, but you look, at, you look at what's going on in the SEC with Texas and Oklahoma joining. Uh, that's, that's huge for the SEC. And I think the Big Ten is always – kind of been the second fiddle conference in the country and they were looking for a big splash 
Um, and then you you flip the switch with USC with Lincoln Riley coming in, big time recruits, um, looking to make a splash immediately, wants notoriety. And I think we all know the Pac-12 doesn't really provide that with their primetime games. You look at their primetime games, 10 o'clock, 1030 on the East Coast. Not many people are watching. So I really think they looked at it in that regard as this gives them an opportunity to get some more eyeballs watching them play that they wouldn't normally have. Um, Also spreads their recruitment out a little bit so they can get some of them big hogs uh, from the Midwest, maybe going to the West Coast. But ultimately, like you said, it's about money. It's about uh, making the conference bigger. Uh, UCLA, I'm not too sure, you know, how much they're going to bring to the table. But the the addition of the USC puts that puts the Big Ten right up there. I mean, I, I wouldn't say they're at SEC level yet, but they're close. And uh, as a Big Ten fan, I, I'm I'm excited about it. It'd be interesting to see how the scheduling goes. But um, I think ultimately, when at the end of the day, it's going to be a big win for for you know USC, UCLA, and the Big Ten. Robbie Davis, he brought up a point you have harped on for the last year with Pac-12 football. It's the time it appears on the national stage. Does this give them a chance now to get into prime time to get their get their product in front of more eyes? Um, well, so it's important <clears throat> that it's these two schools. Um because you do have LA, while it is back to being a brand new NFL market, it is an NFL market. So you have the early kickoffs. Look, the Rose Bowl and the Coliseum, they're going to be packed again, at least for this next few iterations. Mm-hmm. All the Midwest schools are going to want to go there for the road trip. So they're, they're, yep. it's going to be exciting. It's going to be an atmosphere. Um USC's you like the, those pro mixover fans are used to early football games, um, and then I also think uh, that this feels. I was shocked when it happened, but it feels a little less weird than other kind of large geographical jumps, like Missouri of, to the SEC, because of the tradition that the Big Ten, the Rose Bowl, the Pac-12, have, like they play each other, yeah. and so it's it's not as foreign as I thought it was going to be the more I thought about it. Now, USC at Rutgers at Maryland will never feel normal, mm-hmm. but, but the, the, the core mm-hmm. big 10 schools and USC and UCLA, I think are not going to feel that weird once we get going. But that's a great point. What you said about LA. Now you got the LA market in the big 10. Yeah. You've got New York with Rutgers. You've got Chicago at Northwestern and you got the DMV with Maryland. I mean, that spans the country. I mean, from Jersey mm-hmm. Shore to, you know, West Coast to Southern California. Yeah. So that's a huge thing about the outreach, and it makes them and their TV contract that much more appealing. Oh. You know, they, they got their billion-dollar – probably going to be more now. Well, um, sure. Their reports, they're looking at not only ESPN and Fox, but Amazon, Apple, who's now trying to do sports, uh, TNT, you name it. There's Everybody's going to be – you know, jumping in it. And the SEC is going to benefit greatly uh, when they renegotiate, you know, 
with this being the first one in the SEC, even though the markets are much smaller, uh, they have a much greater viewing population, in my opinion. Uh, And, you know, they're going to kill it as well. ESPN and Fox have rights to uh, the Big Ten right now. Uh, ESPN is all SEC and they have their own network. But yeah, in the end, it's about and academically. Yes, USC and UCLA are very strong academic schools. Most of the Big Ten has uh, very reputable academic institutions. Logistically, I would think that Oregon, maybe Cal or Stanford would join. Uh, Cal at least backs up the academics. But also, if you have a team like Rutgers traveling to the West Coast to play UCLA, uh, you know, flying back 3,000 miles seems silly. And, uh, you know, there's other sports they could cover at that time, too, in that area in the fall and winter. Uh, you know, if you're on the West Coast, may as well go to Oregon or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Bay Area market and the Portland market. And, mm-hmm. you know, so. You got it, Seattle, too, Washington. Seattle and Washington. Yeah, it's well, in the end, it's it's about money. And I think they'll make more logical, like logistical decisions in the end. But. Right now, I think they're at 16, just as the SEC will be. I think so, the Big Ten wants – doesn't the Big Ten I, – I saw a map recently or a layout. They're hoping for maybe even 20, yeah. which you could break it down to four four uh, divisions, which, you know, that that you know that's feasible to me. I, I think that would be really good. The national that's championship perfect. would be the Big Ten winner versus the SEC winner. Oh, yeah. They no question about it. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's definitely think, coming down to that. I think as an Ohio State fan, Jane, what do you think? So we talked a little bit about this um, last week on a kind of the emergency show here, and I was caught off guard completely. There were no talks about it. Uh, nobody knew anything, and we all follow sports pretty regularly. I mean, we're we're on uh, social media and you know, whatever other feeds that, that you want and nothing about it had, you know, you didn't hear anything. And then all of a sudden this pops up and it was, it was a shock at first, but I get it. Like, especially to Robbie's point, you know, having the Rose Bowl, the big 10 pack 12, I mean, it's, it kind of fits, you know, I'm just curious. Now, if we do go to 20, I could see Oregon, Maybe Oregon State, uh, Washington coming in, but Notre Oregon Dame. with the yeah. Well, here's my take on Notre Dame. Oh, I think I, I think they're going to join the Big Ten and everything but football, and I oh. think they're going to try and freelance football, just like they're they've been doing. And I think they're going to get enough revenue. Uh, let's hold right there because that's that's a question I've got. Hold hold yeah. your thought. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say that's a whole topic on its own. But no, I, I mean, we're heading to – we I'm sorry. Hold on just a second because he made the point. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want everybody to expand on it, give everybody equal opportunity. We'll go back to Chain, then to Robbie and uh, Tom. I do think 20 is the magic number, and that's – I've read 20 is the magic number, 20 is the magic number, 20 is the magic number. At 16 – I think obviously you got to take Oregon or Stanford or Oregon or Washington. 
I think Notre Dame is the dream school and brings more to the table than anybody left. I think there is a need, as Rich Jasper is saying here, for the Big Ten to get Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Both sides. Need but on both ends. They make enough that, money independently. Who is that fourth team that the Big Ten would add? And, and are, you, are you in favor of Oregon, Washington, Shane, Robbie, uh, Tom, and then we'll come to, to Raj. But, Shane, follow up your thought right there. No, I, I mean, I could see a scenario, like I was saying, where Notre Dame kind of tippy-toes in and, and commits to the Big Ten with everything but football um, and and see to where they still have kind of free reign and, and be the Notre Dame that they've always been. Um, now, is that going to happen? I don't know. We'll see how much money's thrown at them, maybe TV contracts, whatever. But, yeah, they'd be a great addition to the Big Ten. Um I've been saying for years they need to find a conference anyway, and I know they've got the agreement with the ACC kind of schedule-wise right now, um, and I think that's could be kind of what they're defending, um, joining football. But I'd love to see them in the Big Ten. Like, it'd, it'd be great for the conference, uh, great on both sides, great for both parties. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely – think that Oregon, if we get to that 20 number, Oregon's definitely in. Uh, Washington is is a probably a, another high probability. Um, and, and I'm stretching on the fourth one. Uh, possibly Oregon State, uh, maybe Cal. I'd bring in know. BYU and Utah. I mean, BYU has its own network. They carry a religion. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of money there. That... Uh, how about them one? I've heard talk about North Carolina, but let's go to Robbie. Where do you think it goes from here? Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think it's kind of the writings on the wall. Look, it, it's going to be 20 and 20, and it's going to shape up. It's going to mirror the AFC and the NFC and NFL. We're going to have the NFL system on Saturdays. Good point. And – if I'm so a couple things. Um, if I'm so the three that I think are the most awesome. So if, if you're the Big Ten, yeah, I think you get Oregon and Washington, get that Pacific Northwest market. That those are the easiest they're gonna come. Then then for my third pick, any of these, I, I agree with Raj. BYU's appealing, Pittsburgh's appealing, and uh UNC. So I'm picking one of those three. Um, And then I'm going to Notre Dame and I'm saying, look, you think you have the power, but the writing's on the wall and we're about to close these doors and it's going to be a, it's going to be big 10 sec. And we're, we're putting our seven best, their seven best. They're playing it into the play the college football playoff. And so yeah, and I, I want to say, didn't the Big Ten already reject that deal? Isn't that why the Notre Dame's in the ACC and in, in the all sports, but football? It's I think the Big Notre Ten Dame rejected it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Notre Dame wants to stay freelance. <laughs> We're right, but yeah, I mean, they're gonna. I don't. Notre Dame can't schedule people. Um, I mean, who are you gonna, once these teams are locked, once these conferences are locked up, you're not gonna be able to schedule a. a 
schedule that's worthy of you, even if they gave you a seat at the table. But yeah. why in the heck would they give you a seat at the table if you're Notre Dame? And oh, also, they've been they've been doing it. I know, Dude, but the NCAA is gone. The NCAA is done. It, I know, but everybody still wants that money. I mean, they're still yeah. Without NBC, NBC pays Notre Dame like thirty or forty million dollars a year. You're talking about hundred million dollars a year. That's eight figure increase in a Big Ten contract. No, with NBC's not going to pay just for Notre Dame package them playing Navy and Army. They're with an opportunity, play. with an opportunity to play in a championship game, yeah, yes. conference championship game, greater right. opportunity, absolutely. That's why I don't know. I think I think they could kind of go that way and commit all sports except football somehow. They're I, they're I, in the Big Ten in hockey, <laughs> yeah, and basketball, ACC. Yeah, you're right. They're all over the map when it comes to yeah. sports. That's what I'm saying it's crazy. I, I'm going to tell you why this can't yeah. happen. Then we'll go to Tom. If Notre Dame makes this mistake, they're playing a sub-power five schedule. They're playing Cincinnati. They're playing uh, Texas Tech. They're playing TCU. You're not going to get games with Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, unless you are in the little click. And it's worth coming to because if you're at 40 with the SEC and the Big Ten – you are the national championship. Yeah. Well, if it goes to twenty and twenty, there's no room for out of conference games. There, not, you're, that's no. the problem. Yeah. Now yeah. USC was very adamant about keeping. You know, USC Notre Dame is the longest running intercontinental rivalry there is. They used to take the train in the twenties across the country. Uh, USC wanted to bring that rivalry and UCLA, and like Chain said, Ohio State, Michigan. These, I mean, the Big Ten's going to rake it in, but yeah. you're right. I mean, there's not going to be any room. At, you know, who, who's the national champion that gets to play uh, Rutgers in Maryland and avoids, you know, USC and Ohio State? Yeah, right. So logistically, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting, but we all want to see those matchups. I mean, I'd love to see Tennessee, mm-hmm. USC, Tennessee, Ohio State. Yeah. So they better figure something out because yeah. right now, uh, yeah. Let me shoot up to Tom. Finish your conference out. You're at 16. Get well, a- I think I agree. I think it's Oregon. I think it's Washington. Um, and here's my reason why I do believe Notre Dame probably will join the Big Ten. is because the latest I've heard is the SEC is going after some of the ACC teams. They want, um, you know, Clemson. And so that's going to take, you know, their strength of sc- schedule out, out of the play when it comes to Notre Dame. So I think they're going to realize that without having the ability to have that conference championship game, they're never going to they're never going to get in the the uh, college football playoff system. Exactly. They're just for you know by default that's they're going to get left out. So I think they're going to swallow their pride and realize it is in their best interest, and it's also in the best interest of the Big Ten to join. And uh, I, I Robbie nailed it. I I think Pitt is a would be a, a really good team to go after they always have you know, a solid season you look at an interstate rivalry with Penn State that would be a big draw yeah uh, possibly um, uh, they're a prototypical Big Ten type of team uh, pro style quarterback they have a good running game uh, big offensive lineman so I think that would uh, pretty much sure up the East Coast so I think I think that could be the 
the fourth possible uh, new team to join the Big Ten. That would just kind of like round out the whole the whole country. We got coverage, uh, except maybe in Florida, but I don't see them going after any Florida team. So I think yeah. Pitt would be a Pitt would be a really good uh, choice over what about North Notre Carolina. Dame definitely Notre Dame to the SEC national conference. What? Notre Dame to the SEC. Now, I was going to ask that for a number question. of reasons, probably academically, no offense. Uh, we don't uh, but, I mean, you guys already go to Missouri, so what's like one state over or something, right? Yeah. Missouri is connected to Arkansas and Tennessee, so at well, least we're connected. Is well, Indiana no, but, connected to Arkansas or but Missouri? Look, I'm not sure. I can't remember. No, they're connected to Ohio. Wait, there's no SEC teams in Ohio. Never mind. I, I, you know, I wouldn't say it's as far-fetched as you think. Look. The yeah. Big Ten just just counterpunched with they're now the nationwide conference. Yep. And so the SEC's got to start looking at all right, they're a power player, but it's still regional, even though it's the biggest brand and some of the biggest, but it's all cyclical, right? So there needs to be where do they where can they reach out? And Notre Dame is one. That it could, I mean, hell, Notre Dame's in the, they're going down to Miami. They're in the ACC already. The SEC schools, a lot of them are closer, anyways. So Indiana touches Kentucky. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to throw some rumors out to you and I'll get some reaction here. Georgia Tech in the Atlanta market is supposedly being considered as a Big Ten target. Would Georgia Tech be worth a, Spot to just to capture the Atlanta market. Academically, yeah, they're yeah. much more aligned with the Big Ten and Atlanta. It's not a huge viewing population, but it's like LA. It's a transplant city, like Chicago. So I'm sure they would pick up viewership. I mean, if you live in Atlanta, would you want to watch Georgia Tech football? Uh, I think that would make a ton of sense, actually. And I didn't even think about that. That's a great point. That's like that's like them picking up Rutgers a few years ago. I mean, yeah, yeah. Ac- academically, there that's it, it, as a football t- school, not so much, but academically, it kind of solidified the Big Ten. So, well said, Robbie. As the SEC guy, along with myself, it does not make sense to bring teams in that look exactly like other teams. Thus, Florida State becomes very much looking like the University of Florida. Clemson looks very much like South Carolina. To open new markets, you really got to go into Virginia and North Carolina. I think Clemson gets in off the name alone if that if they are willing. I think Miami brings South Florida. But what about North Carolina State or Virginia Tech? One of the lesser teams in the ACC, but we saw what Texas A&M did by joining the uh, SEC. Um, yeah, I mean, I think if you're looking at, so we've got to essentially, if we're going off the premise that it's going to 20 and 20, um, that's four teams to add. So, yeah, I think Virginia Tech is a great football school. It's a great market in the D.C. area. Um, I think you also, I, as sad as it is, I think they jump over Florida State, go down to Miami um, for that market. Clemson's not going to be left out of this football powerhouse. So Clemson's going to come, even though it's a small market, but it's still the powerhouse to be. 
Then you got one left, and um, do you not have to get into North Carolina? Well, so that's what that's what I was going. UNC is this wild card. I think they land somewhere. I don't. I don't. Now, I don't think you can go to NC State before you go to UNC. I think Carolina is your first call, and they're a good basketball program. They're a good. They're a good brand. You got the Jordan brand. That's just a good market. I, I think that's. I, I think SC goes after them. And that, that's that's a very valid point, and that's the entire reason we brought UCLA into uh, the Big Ten is the basketball um, side of that. So we're all talking in football lingo here, but yeah. we got to remember the other sports with big markets that bring in that kind of dough. And UNC would be a fantastic fit in the SEC with, with basketball. And the SEC is kind of the last couple of years have been on the up and up, specifically in yeah, basketball. Sure. So you yeah. you add the Tar Heels to the mix? Oh yeah, you got you yeah. got Kentucky and uh, yeah. Carolina, and it that, that, that's a great TV and it fits because it fits because the football's good enough and yeah. could potentially get yep. better with being in that market, you know. So uh, it's not just completely one sided. So I, I do like it, that in in well. that scenario though. In that scenario, with say Virginia Tech, Miami, Clemson, and UNC, man, the Vols are the big loser there. That that circle of recruiting that Tennessee draws from, that a lot of that is gone. About hey, come play in the SEC now. But that that's bad news for the Vols. Yeah, but that that NIL makes makes everything kind of yeah, you know, yeah. Le- level playing field. You never yeah. What, but what yeah, school is going to come with what? Yeah, we're talking about the Big Ten getting a hundred million dollars a year for each school. Um, this this is going to the Big Ten is going to sign the Mahomes contract, and then the SEC is coming after that and be like, "All right, y'all just set the floor. We're coming back. It's going to be coming back and forth." All right, I got a, I got a couple questions I want to get out real fast. Uh, first one's going to go to Tom. You're the only one in Big Ten country. What has been the reaction locally to the news of USC and UCLA? I, I think generally it's excitement um, because, like I said earlier, the Big Ten really, outside of the Midwest, you know, it, it, I don't think it gets the respect it, it deserves. You know, sometimes that's, that, that's legitimate. But I think as a Big Ten fan and as most people around here, right in the middle, you know, just outside Ann Arbor, East Lansing's right down the road, um, excitement because you know michigan state's coming with lots of recruits and obviously ohio state's always going to bring it and jim harbaugh's jim harbaugh we won't go there but uh people are excited i think they they see what you know usc's coming with and i just that opportunity and like like we we talked earlier there's already a tradition in place these schools playing each other so i think the opportunity to for a Michigan fan to go out in October to play in the Rose Bowl. I mean, I, that's exciting for anybody, any Big Ten mm-hmm. fan. So, I mean, in this this area, it's it, it's pretty exciting. You you do have your naysayers that don't understand the, uh, the, the logistical reasons for it, but they don't understand that the Big Ten ultimately becomes the conference of the country. Uh, from yeah. corner to corner, you're, you're, you know, your representatives – so, yeah, I mean, we're pretty excited. Well, and I'll, I'll touch on one thing real quick. Ohio State's a huge uh, beneficiary of this because 
let's not forget about the transfer portal. All of a sudden, you got kids that, oh, I'm going to Southern Cal. I'm going to UCLA. You're playing in front of an empty stadium or, you know, you just, oh, all of a sudden, I go to the Horseshoe, the big house, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. These atmospheres, oh, wow. Like, hey, maybe my senior year I transfer to go play somewhere else. or. There's already still enough kids from California. Yeah, I was gonna say we're already kind of <laughs> recruiting from the West yeah. Coast. Uh, Michigan, Michigan, and Ohio State do recruit well uh, yeah. on the West Coast. So, well, it, yeah, it just it'll kind of solidify some of that. I think. All right, Rob. Next question for you, and then Shane, I got one for you to finish up this segment. Well, I'll go to Shane first. Shane, do you believe that how many comments we've got about people wanting to beat Ohio State in a big house? It seems to be the number one comment of all of this. Hey, if, when you're when you're on top, you got a target on your back, baby. So that's all. That's all they want to do. So it's a good problem to have. I agree. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, I, I saw a comment earlier. Uh, I got. I can't remember who was it. Uh, said something about can you imagine USC at the horseshoe beating up on USC or something like that? That would be fantastic. We were there like five years ago. No, I know, I know. But again, you know, if this becomes a, you know, every year, two year deal, that'd be pretty sweet. Um, yeah. And to go to the Rose Bowl, you know, in October or whatever, uh, would be pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Raj, so we'll, we'll definitely go to a game, Raj, when that, that happens. You have been the Pac-12 truther. You have stood up when many have criticized you, including me. Uh, when you said Lincoln Riley didn't run from SEC, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did. But in my heart, if the SEC folded tomorrow, I would just be – I'd be – it's my childhood. Is there part of you that leaves the Pac-12 behind that now goes, wow, that's 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 the end of an era. That That's dead now. That's a great question, actually. Really good. Do I think that uh... – Southerners are more proud of their region and where they're from. Yes. Uh, the Pac-12, though, you know, it, it does make sense. And I don't know if they're going to be, you know, they're the conference of champions because they dominate overall. But that's because swimming, volleyball, they have sports that go year round. Um, at first, I was, yeah, you know, the Pac-12 is USC. They're the marquee program. Them in Oregon, it goes way back. But then when I started thinking about it, I got excited. And it's not because of 100 mil going to a school with – and it's not because of the Pac-12 network. I have to stand on my roof with bunny ears and tinfoil on my head just to get it. Um, it's, it. It's just an exciting matchup. And, and yeah, academically, it aligns itself. Maybe this does – I've always hated the, the regional bias or, – or, sorry, pro-regional – you know, my conference this, my conference that. I mean, Tennessee fans going, yeah, SEC. Well, you're competing against Alabama. They're taking your recruits. And maybe this I'm, – I'm never going to go Big Ten. Yeah, Big Ten. Like, maybe this will help eliminate some of that and just let people root for their school. Uh, great question. Initially, yes, but when I thought about it, no. I'm, I'm stoked on it. Most people in L.A. are really excited about it. Um, again, logistically, it's weird traveling 3,000 miles. The Big Ten has 9 a.m. games, 12 o'clock mm -hmm. games, which is like 
on the West Coast, if I woke up hungover at like 11, it would be like the third quarter of a Big Ten game. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Uh, they've got to uh-huh. figure things out, and I'm sure they will. Uh, yeah. Another thing, I'm not going to lie, being a USC guy, I don't think there's going to be many USC Rutgers games. Like, they're going to start out playing the big boys. Uh, so yeah. that may suck. But USC all-time is 75-31, and I wrote it down, three against the Big Ten. There's only one team. They have no losing records. Michigan State is 4-4. Four and four. Ohio State is 10-13-1. Michigan is 4-6, and six, and Penn State is 4-6. and six. And two bad losses in a Rose Bowl 98% of that, exactly. I was at that Rose Bowl game. Uh, 98% of those were 45 years ago. But, I mean, just the fact that I just named four teams that they have history with. Yep. Exactly. That's why it fits. And basketball, too. Yeah. 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 So, Tom, to follow up on that, let's – it it, it was the first thing that hit my mind. And, Robbie, I want to – Swing around about this Miami comment from Justin Thomas in just a second. This creates a very interesting climate to play college football. You got USC maybe going to Madison in November or Wisconsin to UCLA in September. And I've long said that one of the hardest things that's not accepted in the SEC is you play in Florida, you play in Mississippi, you play in Louisiana. Until you've set through a game at the freaking Rose Bowl at 102 degrees or in Gainesville when it was 104. No humidity. It's, it's really bad. But I, I don't want to – if I'm USC, I don't want to be playing in Madison at 12 degrees either. How's that going to affect the conference? Well, I, I think it's going to – it's it's going to make these teams recruit as such, I think. Um you, you look at most of like the SEC schools, they're not playing in the snow. Um, going up to Madison in early November and on, uh, it's not fun. So it takes, it really takes a lot of the, uh, the speed out of the game. So I think the West Coast teams have a lot of speed. I think that'll, you know, bring them down to earth a little bit. So it's going to make these schools really recruit a little bit differently, get a little different kind of uh, players on their side that, that will be more antiquated to be uh, used to playing in the cold weather. So that's where I think USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, if they come in, they're going to look to the Midwest kids, the Ohio kids, which, you know, the state of Ohio just pumps out uh, college football players left and right. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of these kids choosing to go to the West Coast because they're being recruited for uh, late season games when they mean the most. Cause you know, those games are going to be scheduled late in the season. The, the, the USC's, the Ohio state, you know, any game that's going to matter, it's, it's more than likely going to be toward the end of the season. And if it's on this side of town, this side of the country, you better have a player that's prepared to play in, in 10 degrees, 15 degree wind, rain, snow, anything. So it's going to change the way uh, you see a lot of these schools recruit. I agree entirely, but by the way, Frank Hale's comments, that guy's hilarious. Spot on. Uh, keep it up. It's my Frank. father-in-law. It's my father-in-law uh, in, the, in the house. Uh, he's classic. Uh, Pullman, Washington in November is not exactly paradise. 
That's true. You know, That's uh, true. Oregon State. Uh, why can't I think of the name? Beavers. I'm mad at myself. Corvallis. 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 Thank you. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Utah's not yeah. great either. Chain's yeah. buddies with That's Wayne true. Tinkle. Chain is, mm-hmm. and, and Utah's the same. Now yeah. SC traditionally gets them on Friday night at Rice Eccles, which is horrible uh, in September. But no, I mean, I I do think it stylistically it's going to change things. There's no doubt. It'll take a few years to adjust. Yeah. Uh, UCLA is certainly a warm weather team. Uh, maybe not this year with Zach Charbonnet, the Michigan transfer, mm. uh, you know, a beast. But, yeah, it, it, that is another interesting fact. You know, uh, the three yards in cloud of dust thing, like, how does that open up, you know, or, or coincide with what the West Coast teams usually like to do? Yeah. But, but, but I think the point that's being missed is, look, a road loss at a three and six Purdue – is no longer a bad loss. It's just a loss because there's going to be two team, two conferences deciding who goes. So it's like, hey, the Titans can lose to the one in fifteen Jacksonville Jaguars, and it doesn't matter as long as you're winning your division in your conference. And those teams are going to go. So you're going to have flukes. You're going to have weather related issues. But it's no longer a really good Ohio State team has a bad day at Purdue and that now precludes him from the playoff. I don't think that's yeah. where this sport's going. I think it's going to winning your division mm-hmm. and you're in the playoff and you're going. All right. Pac-12 teams. We didn't want to play in Indiana. I want to this comment because it, it's, it's a question for Robbie and anybody else who wants to join in. It was, you know, FSU is really the, 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 power of florida football canes have not done anything in u.s but i'm i agree with everything you're saying justin but i'm going to tell you and i'm I'm speaking as an sec fan right now and and robbie i'm going to ask you as an sec fan i think florida state what they did in 92 by turning down an invitation to the sec may come back to haunt them in 2022 um yes so i so as well at least Brandon knows. I grew up a Florida State fan growing up. And so I know all the, these three schools, Florida, Florida State, and Miami very well. Um, Florida State has by far the weakest alumni base. And they don't have the money. Miami may care less about – like the, 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 the region, South Florida may care less about the Hurricanes than Tallahassee does about the Seminoles. But that that Miami money is much much stronger. So in the in the day of NIL, Miami's a far bigger grab, and I don't think it's close. Florida State is an Auburn that's not tied into the SEC already. Well said. Good analysis. Well, very good point. All right, guys, we got to move on. Anybody got any final words they'd like to add to conference realignment? Going, going, going. I guess I've got to buy a bunch of warm weather crap because I'm going to Columbus, <laughs> Ann Arbor, and maybe even New Jersey. Oh, you, I, lived I, in, you lived in Cincinnati for a while. Don't act like you're still all Southern Cal. <laughs> that did suck. That did suck. But compared to Cincinnati, by the way, my mom asked when I moved to Cincinnati, do they have Taco Bell? I'm like, Mom, it's not Africa. 
But <laughs> I'll take the South any day over the Midwest. No disrespect. They've got um, Skyline Chili. I just I've got, like I got, a, I got a serious question for Robbie that is about the future of this program. How come you waited this long to get your father-in-law in here with these comments? Because they're absolutely gold. Yeah, this is perfect. That's very true, Frank. Buckeyes and Big Ten have had it. I, I, I told Allison, I was like, he doesn't you know, like uh, Frank, he's obviously uh, bored and sitting at home, and so uh, he's watching the show. Hopefully, hopefully he's going to, hey, Frank, like and subscribe. Yes. We need you on here every week. We His are mustaches all business. I really yeah. like it. And on Facebook. We need some <laughs> Facebook hits. I want, I want to do a couple of uh, things here. First of all, we need 23 more subscribers on Facebook. Follow us, and we get to monetize our channel, which is a big deal for us. You know, then all this content we're making free um, for you, we get paid for just by you coming in watching us. Second of all, for the first time ever, we have a commercial to run, guys. And I want to run it here before we switch segments. It didn't come out exactly right, but it is something that's very important. Robbie, I want you to tell us where we can go vote for this, uh, too. Yeah, so... Uh, my law firm, Davis Kessler and Davis, is up for the best personal injury law firm in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And so you can go to bestofchat with one T.com. And if you can vote for us, we really appreciate it. Um, it helps us help the community. And when you are hurt, we are here to help. Right now, we need your help. Vote for Davis Kessler and Davis for the best of the best personal injury law firm. Voting is now open at bestofchat.com. That was awesome. Totally that is, awesome. It only took it didn't turn out the way I wanted it. It's too small, but for the first time ever, we can run an ad in commercials. Ah, dude, it's lighting up in the background. Oh man. I love I love the 330. It's my awesome. Yeah. Tom, did you build all that yourself or did, did you have to hire people? No, Rich and I did it. We we yeah. uh, we were sitting out here, as he likes to say, drinking copious amounts of alcohol, mm -hmm. and uh, we decided to build a, a a bar. So we we built it out of pallets, and and then uh, so it's just kind of the the people will donate jerseys and whatnot. So I'll hang them in the rafters. And oh, that's we got uh, we got a, a buddy of mine who's uh, he's uh, in like Division three. He's an uh, official. Uh, for college football. So I got his jersey up there. Another guy that played Division three basketball, I got it up there. So if you're a friend or a fan of the of the speakeasy, you want to send anything, I you you buy it, I fly it. That's kind of the way, the way it works around here. Send me your address. I got a ton of USC jerseys of players I don't like anymore. I will, I will get yeah, that. I'll send some Buckeye stuff up there for you, baby. Yeah, well, yeah. my dad's a Buckeye. He'll appreciate that. Now, do you have a kegerator or do you have like a I, bar? Yeah, kegerator. I got a keg kegerator and a fully yeah, stocked bar behind there and three TVs. And what are we doing here? Up <laughs> <laughs> for NFL draft next year. Oh yeah, and if you guys come up for the uh, when you uh, commit for USC, I'm 20 minutes from Ann Arbor, so place to stay and get in, get out. Beautiful. Beautiful. Let's go. All right, guys. I, I might actually step foot in Michigan for that game. <laughs> Come on. You got a place to stay. Appreciate it. In that garage, I'll stay there all day. Yeah. <clears throat> right? Just give me a sleeping bag on the floor. I'm good. There's even carpet, so. 
Yeah. Perfect. That rug's good for me. I want to talk just a second. Oh. The clapper. His lights, His lights go out again. Oh. We lost you. I hit the wrong one. We're about to start a GoFundMe for Randall. Uh, Electricity uh, bill. Uh, I'm trying to be serious for a minute. Now, stop. <laughs> Sorry. All yeah. right. Our next subject is one that, you know, I, I, I got to admit that I do not have any emotion about because I think um, if you smuggle drugs into another, don't smuggle drugs into Russia. Let's put, put it that way. But Brittany Grider has been held for several months now. It is a sports story, but it's also a political story, which we never shy away from. I'd just like to run around the table. Each of you take a minute or two and tell your personal opinion of the current situation. Um, it is a political storm. Uh, I, I don't know. I know I do not want Americans held hostage in another country, but I don't know if it was any other offense besides hashish oil, whether she would be held in another country. Uh, I know everybody's read it and let's just go around and get a feel for it because I'll be honest with you, I'm conflicted by the story. I do want her out, don't get me wrong. I want all Americans back home. I do not want her in prison in the uh, Russia, but let's start with, Rog, you were an attorney at one point. What is your political, or what is what what is this about for you? I mean, you have to respect the laws of the land. Um, she's a dumb dumb for trying to bring vape cartridges into Russia. Uh, that being said, there's often, from what I read, accommodations made for American players that go, especially marquee American players and whatnot it does seem politically like the time is not a coincidence. Uh, no. It's, uh, you know, it got the pub we needed, not necessarily we, but now it'd be a nice, you know, political gesture for Russia and the U.S. to uh, come to terms, so to speak. Uh, she's more or less a figurehead at this point. Again, a dumb-dumb, but I, I think the timing is relevant. Tom, um, I do think the timing is relative. And I think the fact that it that occurred right at the Ukraine invasion, I, I think that played a part of this. Um, what What is your take on it? And what is your your feelings for, for what we should do to get a release? Well, I agree. I think she is a pawn. I think um, the state of what's going on, I think they took an advantage of uh, a situation that, um, hey, you know, we got your person. Uh, well, we want our guy back. Uh, so it's definitely a, a negotiation, which I think ultimately it's going to come down to. Uh, but you also got to look at like Paul Whelan, who's been over there for five years. He's uh, been in prison there, uh, you know, wrongfully in prison there, and they've been trying to get him out. Uh, so I think uh, the reasoning for her being uh, – captured i i think it's 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 ridiculous um yeah i i agree she shouldn't have had that stuff on her but she's an american superstar playing in russia uh and they looked at that as an opportunity to get one up on the united states really and it's going to come down to 
you know, which side is willing to give up more. I think that's what it's, I, I don't see her staying there in prison. I really don't. And I think both sides are going to bend, but I think this country, this administration has to go, okay, we want Griner and we want the three other Americans that have been held there. So, you know, that might take some time, but uh, hopefully everything will, will work out without anything uh, going awry. Apparently she didn't make enough money for the Russian government. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Shane, it is, it is something that I, I think the people of, um, it, you know, we've talked about, we have different political persuasions on here, but we all come back to this common sense. The people that are celebrating or, or rejoice about her detaining, it, it's nothing to, nothing good. I don't care what she said about America. I don't want, you can say whatever you're going to say. I still don't want you held in a foreign country if you're an American citizen. Yeah, I mean, that that's first and foremost. I mean, you definitely, there's no telling what kind of different laws and everything they have over there. So to, to almost held captive, like you guys said, as a pawn, uh, a negotiation tool, um, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, did, did she commit a crime? Was it wrong? Yes. But you know, here that would be looked at a little differently. Um, and I, the timing is very unfortunate. Uh, it is definitely, um, you know, Putin's a maniac and you know, what's going on over there is crazy. Um, but to Tom's point, you know, it, she's not the only one. There's there's a few more that, that have been there for a while. And mm -hmm. as easy as us Americans would like to think that it's the snap of the fingers um, to get these people out of there, it's not. It, it's a lot more than that. Um, I just hope and pray that this administration is doing everything they can to bring them home and get them back out of there um, and, you know, do whatever legally here that needs to be done it's fine but just get them out of there bring them on yeah Robbie, and, yeah and i will add just for something to brandon think allegedly she committed a crime we don't know that yet um so yeah allegedly yes um we got we got to get our cover the bases on that Sorry, um, i'm not an attorney um yeah, yeah some uh so my thoughts on this took me back personally to uh, when I was backpacking um, as a younger kid and how you just take for granted that the, the laws here that protect the innocent until proven guilty uh, don't apply everywhere. And I, no one knows what happened. Like, look, she may have had it. She may have not had it it's not going to affect one way or the other what her conviction is going to be. She is going to be convicted because that's how Russia works. Like, and for 1% like yeah. gets, I think it's like this less than 1%. And it, that's yeah, only yeah. if they want you to be acquitted. It, it's a, right. it's a sham system. So she's going to be convicted. Um, yeah. Two, I think hash cartridges, what I read, um, 10 years in prison is the punishment. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's look, I don't know whether she did it or not. Um, if, if it, I mean, obviously she, 
you have to know. And she plays – She this isn't her first time in Russia. She plays basketball over there, and that's where the money is. Um, that's a whole different story for a different day. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I think Tom's right on. Like, look, this is a this is a chance for this administration, the next administration, everyone to look at how we look at citizens that are either wrongfully jailed overseas or that they are excessively jailed overseas. Either way, this is wow. a wrongful conviction or an excessive conviction. Mm-hmm. And, sure. and, if and Trump so, were president, would it be different? Um, no, I, don't, I mean, no. I think it would be based on yeah. him being the hero and I mean, I mean, th- 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 I mean, not this to is, be this political. Is, just curious. The, the, no, it's this, hard to be that hypothetical with a you know, what's going on with Russia right now in the war. I mean, yeah, this, this was an arrest. These negotiations right now. This was an arrest in an airport, which could be planted, could not be planted a week before they invade Ukraine. This is, this is, this is a chess piece. This was, this was not a random dog alert um, at an airport and 10 years in prison from, an American, that's high profile, high yeah. profile person, mm-hmm. gonna 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 be a big big newsmaker, yeah, and, uh, big chess piece like you said. It's more yeah. than just weed, is what we're all saying. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah, like I mean that's yeah. somewhat of a misdemeanor over here. What's I mean maybe I don't, I'm not a lawyer, but that the jail oh, time it, for that. No, no, if you, if you get it, hey, nothing if to I miss if I took if I took a bag of weed through an airport security tank like checkpoint, that's just Again? getting thrown in the trash these days. Like, yeah. hey, we don't have time to arrest people. Just right. you took it in there and then you yeah. move on. That's what I'm saying. It's it's so so much more than what that was. So yeah, I think we all acknowledge that. Would it matter? Uh, Frank asked a good question. I've heard this debated a couple of times. Would this be a different national story if it was an NBA player like LeBron? It would be a bigger. It'd be a bigger be story. A lot bigger. It I don't happen. know. I don't know if there's anything more. I, I mean, obviously, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but I, I don't think it's for lack of trying to get get them out. Uh, it would start a war. I, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's. I a, mean, it, I, I agree with Chain. The like Russian laws control, and there like there's a lot more money behind it. If it's LeBron, like right. for this, get you out of jail. For, I mean, there's a lot more pressure. There's a lot more money behind it. But as far as what you can do diplomatically, I mean, yeah, may, maybe they just close our laws into Russia. LeBron maybe is far too intelligent, but I know he's just yeah. a point being made. Yeah, it's just I, I think I don't think it's for lack of trying. I, I don't know. I know it's been kind of blown up in the media about that, but especially that question uh, with her coach coming out and saying, you know, what if it was LeBron? And, um, and, and it's a, it's a really good point. You know, it's a it's a very good hypothetical, and it, it would definitely uh, knows, the, maybe, the NBA would be making so like the the NBA owns the WNBA. If people don't know that, and so right. It would be much more, but because the WNBA 
political because pressure on so much of the girls revenue from the russia league there is a informal relationship if it was the nba they would be much more hard pressed against russia i think there'd be more pressure on on the administration yeah yeah but you know again we're all walking on eggshells here trying to avoid a war with russia so you know to come in over something i mean yes we want our citizens back but to to create a nuclear war uh, over something uh, which is potential because putin is a lunatic yeah um, so who knows i don't know it's a he's very gonna good hold on to that, that that's his trump card he's gonna hold on to griner as long as he can just to see how much he can get out of it no yeah. pun intended right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah right yeah. right <laughs> They, um, we, we try to do a little politics here every now and then. Robbie, I still congratulate you for your great speech last week. But let's move on to some sports. This story has been more talked about than any story, I think, in River City history. Jim Haslam continues to do everything humanly possible to train wreck the Cleveland Browns. It is almost like you watch now and you wait for something to happen. Today, he trades Baker Mayfield. I am 100% convinced that Deshaun Watson will be suspended to start the year. The winner in this, to me, is Baker Mayfield. I'd like to go around, hear each of your opinion. We'll start with Rod, Shane, Tom, Robbie. Just tell me your thoughts about this trade and tell me how dumb the Haslam fan, the, how you know, it's hard for us here in the University of Tennessee. The Haslam's are our largest donor. We have to be careful. But it, again, looks like the plane Sugar daddies. Yes. All right, Raj, fire us up there. He, you know, he's stoked right now. I mean, the, the, he's, the Browns are going to pay like $10 million of his contract. Uh, I can't remember when he re-signed, but he'll be fine. The Browns drafted him obviously number one overall. They made him the face of the franchise. The guy was probably better at acting in his progressive insurance commercials than he was at like playing football. But I, I mean, how happy is he? And then he goes to, you know, an area where, you know, Sam Darnold, great college quarterback, isn't going to be the answer. PJ Walker, I think is the backup there. You know, he's going to get a chance to play and play with another short white guy. Not that race matters in, in McCaffrey. But, you know, just a great opportunity for a guy that loves to roll out and is not a guy that's going to hand off the ball 20 times a, a game. Um, you, you know, in Cleveland, they do have Jacoby Brissett as the third option. But, yeah, this franchise is just a disaster. I mean, I, I don't know how they make any money, let alone what they make now. But uh, I guess this is the last year of his deal with a dead cap hit of like $10.5 million. For Baker, uh, I mean, I'm honestly speechless. It, the whole thing, how they've handled it, is just beyond a joke. Yeah. So, first off, the Browns are going to brown. That's what they do. Um, <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. it. I mean, there's literally jerseys in the stadium of their former quarterbacks, and I think that's like – I don't know, 17 or 18 in the last really? how many years now. Um, regardless, there was a report 
uh, today from Ian Rappaport that um, some of the hearing's supposed to close tomorrow with Deshaun Watson, and the findings are very similar to. Just don't clean. Um, Downey, unstoppable. Keep washing the boosters. Keep your laundry smell. I don't know I don't, what that was. He did. All right. <laughs> uh, Findings are very similar to the Robert Kraft investigation and where no physical violence, no criminal charges potentially. So Ian Rappaport is thinking that there will be potentially no suspension to a little suspension. Um, so that's a whole nother topic and a whole nother show. So you guys look that up. Um, but aside from that, so yeah, uh, Browns are on the hook for 10 and a half million. Uh, Panthers are paying him four and a half. He took a he was due eighteen million dollars this year. He took a three and a half million dollar pay cut to make this trade, and they get a fourth, potentially a fourth, a fifth guarantee. Potentially could move up to a fourth depending on Baker's performance um, in this trade. So, yes, the Panthers are the big winner here. Um, the biggest winner on the Panthers whose quarterback proof is DJ Moore. And that that kid is – I think he's going to actually score more than four touchdowns in a season. He's, he's had consecutive seasons with over 1,200 yards from Sam Darnold and, you know, whoever else you want to put out there. Uh, anyway. Fantasy tees, man. DJ Moore. Sorry, I know. But, yeah, so will this work? You know, I – I give Baker a slight nod ahead of Sam Darnold just because he he does have stretch of games when he's healthy where he, he can, you know, kind of show out and look like a, a pretty good starter in the NFL. You know, let's not forget, he was a walk-on at Texas Tech, uh, walk-on at Oklahoma, and, you know, ended up winning the high school. I mean, this guy knows adversity more than anybody else, so – He's he's at his ultimate test. This is his last lifeline, I think, in the NFL after five years um, of, of drafting or after he's drafted uh, to potentially produce in the NFL. And he's just kind of – he's had flashes of greatness, but he's he has injuries. And yeah, let's not forget, it was the Browns. Um, they did try to put pieces around him and make him a little bit better. But let's not forget last year he played through a lot of injury. So – um, I think, you know, fully healthy. I think he definitely is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. And wouldn't it be great to see him as a starter because they play the Cleveland Browns the first game. Um, so that would be pretty entertaining to see. Um, but, yeah, big winners are the Panthers. Uh, Browns are going to Brown. And who knows what's happening with Deshaun. I mean, it's – I think Dorsett – is the starter uh, Josh Dobbs is the backup, and as long as they can keep cuffs off Deshaun, you know he'll show up eventually. <laughs> All right, Tom. Uh, well, he's a great take on the NFL, and you're in, you're semi in the area. You got to be getting some good gossip. Well, you know my dad. My dad is a like I said earlier, he's a Buckeye. He's a diehard uh, Cleveland Browns fan, so um, he's very quiet on this front. Uh, which doesn't surprise me because uh, he never wants to tip his hat to what he thinks. But uh, there may be one team in the NFL that uh, fumble 
more than the Browns, and that would be my Detroit Lions. <laughs> but um, uh, you live in a glass house, my friend. Hey, glass, um, apple doesn't fall far from the yeah. tree, does it? Amon yeah. Ra, <laughs> same brand. <laughs> oh, he's, he's a stud. We love him here. Um, so, with that being said, I think I, I don't see Watson getting out of this scot free. Uh, I think the fact that he did not play anything last year when he could have, I think that'll come into play with some disciplinary action. But like you said, it it doesn't sound like the NFL found any uh, egregious actions from, I think the number was 12 women that they interviewed and uh, there was no violence. There was no, um, you know, there was no sexual, we'll say conduct as they, uh, as it Mm -hmm. came out. So I think that'll come into play. Um, the Browns, I think they jumped the gun with this fully guaranteed contract. Uh, I, 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 the first in NFL history, especially that amount of money. That's, that's, that's a big, uh, uh, red risk. I, I would say, um, they gave up on Baker a little too quick. I think he was probably at 40% health last year. His, his left arm was barely hanging on, um, but, you know, I, they handled it completely wrong, in my opinion. Uh, I think Baker proved maybe he's got some class in him by kind of keeping his mouth shut. This whole thing, he really didn't have any ill, Ill things to say about the Browns. God knows you probably had a lot to say. But ultimately, he's going to Carolina, uh, a small market, going to compete for a spot that more than likely he'll win. Um, he'll have a lot less pressure on him because Cleveland, you know, if you've ever been to a Browns game, those fans are just relentless. I mean, if they're, you know, 10 and four or four and 10, they, they, will, they will come after you. And uh, so I think that's, that's tough to play when, when you're not healthy and you're making a lot of mistakes. It weighs on you. And uh, going back to Brandon's comment, his adversity is his middle name. You know, when, when the cards are down with this guy, he seems to find ways to get up. And I think pairing him with Matt Rule in Carolina, I think that's huge. I think yep. he's a type of coach that's going to be able to design plays that, that fit his style of play. And there's not a better security blanket in the NFL other than Christian McCaffrey for a, for a quarterback that tends to find his way out of the pocket more often than not. And if he's running around – for his life, you've got McCaffrey sitting back there to, to, you know, flip the ball to. And, and if he stays healthy, that could be a nice combination. So mm-hmm. definitely think uh, risk level Carolina didn't really take much of a risk uh, to get, you know, approved to start or for the most part when healthy. So I, I, I think, um, you know what, and must see TV week one, that might be the highest rated, uh, uh, NFL game of the season because you know Baker's going to be ready to play and he's going to be looking for blood. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, uh, but definitely Cleveland finds their way to shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, had all the talent in the world. The, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. They they kind of throw thrown him to the, you know, to the scrap heap and the Rams pick him up and the rest is history. So uh, is, it, is it an organization that is just cursed? I, you know, like it is here in Detroit? Maybe, but I don't know. It's tough. I, I'd love to see my dad get something before he passes on. So uh, I'm always going to root for him. 
know, Tom, I just think a Tennessee fan perfectly right there. Uh-huh. That's I was what, just say, I just I just think they they are the epitome of what have you done for me lately. They are too quick to pull the trigger constantly mm-hmm. and not about, you know, a five year plan to build a team. So all That's right, a Rob. sports history, man. Um, yeah, so uh Ernest Biner. You're talking to a person that goes out of my way to drive further or a little further to stop at a pilot to fill up with gas so I can give the Haslam's more money (laughs) so they can can in turn give UT more money. I'm about to have to to cut off the middleman and just give I think they're giving Deshaun more money. Yeah, so, and this just goes with the Browns failures. Like, this year, it's very possible they're going to be paying Two number one draft picks to not play on their team. Like, that, that's entirely possible at the most important position in sports. Like, think about that. And then, um, yeah, it, it's just the winners lose. The Haslam's, they just they can't stay out of their own way. They're just greedy. And then um, – the winners and losers of this thing, uh, I think one of the losers may be Matt Rule, who I think he could be a good coach, but he's on his last line at Carolina now, and he's got an unproven quarterback. And so, not just unproven, but it's a new system. McCaffrey better be healthy. So there's a lot of – and, like, if Baker goes there – Rule gets fired, and a new coach again. It's just constant turnaround. And, like, you know, you're almost in, in football in any other sport. You may be better than to, to fall in the draft and get drafted higher to one of these dysfunctional franchises because they just can't get together. And the owners, they don't turn over much. Look at Matt Stafford. He, he spent years in Detroit. Tell years. Good first year out of there. Super Bowl, like yeah, Super Bowl. You know, yep. you, know, you get that. And then on this Watson thing, I haven't read that in Rappaport article, um, and 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 he may be correct. I would just my gut would be, and it relates to that. Hey, the NFL is on smooth selling; they're on autopilot. That new contract's come up twenty twenty four. You can't get this wrong, so. You can't you can't say oh yeah you can play and then something comes out and y'all miss this so I think he's still suspended for the year because it's easier to play it safe because the the band keeps playing it marches on like there who cares what he you know they don't need he's there he or not. well I think I think the report was, uh, the indefinite yeah. suspension was retracted and that wasn't. You know, well, yeah, yeah, you still got the, you still got this, the players. But it still the could potentially be, they, yeah, because they're, they're going to have to appeal it, and so, uh, but yeah, I, I think I, I don't, I can't imagine Deshaun Watson playing this year. Uh, I mean, I would like to think not, but yeah, you you, you know, have to look at mind. you, you have to look at what's going on in you know this country with you know women's rights and whatnot. We won't go there, but. If if he does not get suspended, what message does that say to like you know women, whatever? Yeah, that's that's what another saying. topic. Uh, and um, 
The biggest growing demographic in the NFL, sorry to interrupt, yeah. is women. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I just think this also sets a precedent. Okay, this is this is something the NFL's never dealt with before. So um, how are they going to set it to where this doesn't happen again? Yeah. We have to well, uh, not, not let this happen again so players will realize that there is a price to pay. Well, the yeah. biggest black eye on the NFL – that I can remember, and I'm just, just, it just popped in my head when you brought that up, was when they suspended Ray Rice for two games, they made a decision, then, oh, good gosh, everything hit the fan. And, like, they don't want that with Deshaun Watson. They'll keep him on the sideline as well. Like, look, you're not important, man. You're The, the, the Browns made their mistake. They can pay you whatever they want. But Exactly. Well, we're, and- we're, not, we're not getting in this game. And to that point, and I, I think you said this last week when we were talking about it, um, you know, the, the we would want nothing more, especially the NFL and the owners, for the Browns to fail at this guaranteed contract because yeah. of that amount of money and taking a risk on a player like that with that amount of money. I mean, it's just – it's absurd and – you know, salary caps are going to go crazy if this happens. And it's just, it's not a good look. Um, Guys, man, I, I just, I hope they don't mess this up. I hate to wrap this up, but we're a little over time. We've got a couple more segments to get from. Great conversation. I'm sure the Browns makers. This is a great show, Tom. You're going to have to join us a little more for some football. Anytime. And he's good. I, he's good. You, I, you just tell me I, when and I'm here. Far more not, eloquent than I have also other. volunteered to come on Speakeasy, but I have yet to get an invite. Yeah, same. Uh, well, uh, that, or Easy well, Speak, I should we, say. If we ever do another show, Rich is really busy. Uh, so we'll definitely, when we do put one together, you guys will be on. We have yeah. to do like a Ohio State Michigan special or something. Oh, we, yeah. We'll, in studio. Tom's Garage. It's, yeah, Tom's Garage. I'll fly up. I'll, I'll fly up. Let's go. <laughs> We, we may just steal. We got time. an open invitation for our uh, no, northern uh, correspondent for River City Media. But we have a regular segment where Robbie loses you money on NASCAR. We call it Bet Your Nuts. <laughs> it's been a rough season. I cannot get these new cars under control. I've been on the cars, bro. We give you your best bet. Tom, I should have prepared you for this. I don't know if I did. If not, you just throw something out to one of our bets. We bet our nuts, and each one of us bets the other one's bets. And Robbie, Anna Lee's not going to college if you don't start getting some shit right on NASCAR. I'm just going to say it right Whoa. now. <laughs> he said the S word. I did. Yeah. Here Come comes on. FCC on us again. Three digits. Three digits this year. So right. I'm going to start by making money. I'm going to go to Rod's meta first. Robbie, you really think about your pick. You're going last. Gotta get right. Okay. You know, you, I go I'm first. Huge... I'll go first. I'll give yeah, you think about it. I'm gonna jump all the way to the home run derby. I'm gonna go last year, home run derby's Cinderella, the biggest name in pro baseball right now, the major league sweetheart, the one guy that winning the home run derby would shake the foundation, and it's one of those guys that I think likes the home run derby. I'm going to give you Shohei Otani to win the home run derby and Pete Alonzo to make the finals against Shohei. 
plus 140 for Shohei to win the home run derby. Rog, I was actually prepared. I didn't make this stuff up in the last second, so you can go now. Well, I'm about to make it up, but uh, even though we've had this segment for a year, you forget about said, it. As a baseball fan, a Dodger fan, I hate when my guy is in the home run derby. It seems to wear them out. Every guy talks about it. Uh, Jock Peterson didn't get enough PT in LA, but he said he was like dead afterwards. Uh, but Shohei is, uh, you know, a marquee guy, and the Angels are never going to do anything uh, without Vladimir Guerrero. But I bet you're nuts. You, you know, it, it was on the Dodgers tonight, but it was actually the other way uh, with Jose Urania pitching uh, former Marlin. He's not great, but the Dodgers were like minus 335. Uh, however, I don't like betting against my team. So I like to do over-unders. In honor of our guest, I was looking at Detroit six and a half for the NFL win total. Oh, it's I, – I hate to say this, but it's I, – I think it would be under. But then again, the division blows. So – and Amon Ra is a USC guy who got me uh, my fantasy championship last year. So let me ask Tom. I- I'll take his word. Uh, Detroit Lions, six and a half. Could they win seven? Uh, that's a lot of games. I, I think that's a good number. I, I like them to win. If they don't win seven games this year, um, Dan Campbell needs to be removed as head coach. I, we love him here. He is an absolute spark plug. But I think six and a half is probably a really good number, and I, I would take I would take that. You're not helping me. Sure. Just for the record. The draft was exceptional there. They did great. Just well, their, the front record, office, their front office is, is one like we've never seen uh, in this city ever. And uh, they're getting it right. And let's see if, if it, it shows. Wasn't hard to look good there, though. <laughs> I, sent, no, no. I sent a text to the Spick Easy guys several weeks ago, and I want it. I want it documented on this show. Tom, I did declare the Detroit Lions are going to the playoffs. Did I not? You you, you did, and uh, I believe uh, I threw a cornbread uh, gif at you because uh, we get a lot of that preseason uh, Super Bowl winners around here. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I I don't agree yet. Uh, I think uh, they are well on their way. Like I think uh, Brandon mentioned, uh, Cleveland doesn't have the uh, – they look at now instead of five years down the road. I think the Lions are looking three years down the road, and I think in three years they're going to be probably running uh, for the division. So maybe yeah. not yet. I love – I would – the city would go bananas. Hey, I, and I'll tell you I'll what, I love, over. Deontay, I love Deontay Swift this year, too. He's, the he's schedule a, is soft. He's, I'll take yes, the over. Yep, they can beat yep, yep. Over. a lot of these teams. Yep. Take that <laughs> over. Brandon Jane. All right, I got a couple since it's kind of a weird time in sports right now. Uh, I'm going to go futures. We're going to take Kansas City Chiefs over 10 and a half uh, wins this season. Um, oh, that's, that's an easy one. Even that's a, a big vision. favorite of mine. No, it's yeah. not. The AFC well, Rams everyone's down because they lost Tyreek, but you know, you still got some of the best talent on that team. So, um, the I'm best division that. in I think football. That's, I think yes. that's easy money. Uh, so, yeah, 
we'll we'll put a little future on that. But let's look. I'm a big golf guy. We're going to the Scottish Open this weekend, and I'm looking um, to finish top five. I like, and you can kind of spread these out because you you never want to just really take one. And I'll give you a, a long shot winner here, but. The top five finishers, uh, I think it's pretty easy money, would be uh, Justin Thomas and Scotty Scheffler. Uh, I think they'll, they'll both finish in the top five there. And for a long shot winner at plus 2,800 is Will Zalatoris. Uh, I read that. Zal- Zal- I didn't know how to pronounce his name, but I read that. Will Zalatoris, man, that kid is due. He has been in every major, um, all, all the big – Big time stages. This guy performs. Uh, I love that those odds and uh, plus twenty eight hundred. I I will say this about Zalatoris. That's good. He could just be kind of like Randall. Like Randall's always in the playoffs, but never wins. Always. No, that kid's too good. He's gonna win. Yeah, he's way better. Put me on mute, just for the record. He keeps the light on. <laughs> All right. Tom, listen, Robbie's going to lose his money. Give us something we're going to make money on first. Do the opposite of what he's about to say. (laughs) Well, as being up here in uh, Big Big Ten Michigan uh, country, uh, I'm new to this bit and uh, maybe a little ill-prepared, but uh, I'll see here. Looking at Michigan's schedule in football has, has to be one of the easiest in the country. You have eight home games. You have Harbaugh. Your first month home games. Uh, you don't play a meaningful game really until uh, the end of October against Michigan State. God. So with that, with that being said, um, ten wins. Definitely, uh, if they can't get ten wins then Harbaugh needs to be put on a plane and sent uh, and traded for uh, Greiner in, in Russia. Uh, so I think over <laughs> under <laughs> over under Michigan Wolverine wins 10. Nice. 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 I met Robbie, by the way, but yeah, I thought he was going to the Raiders. Dude's like 40 and 14 in the NFL. But yeah, there's no doubt he schedules these patsies to be high rank coming into like you know, when they get smoked by hey, He wanted to go to the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders wanted him. Mm-mm. That's no. what happened. Probably true. This is his this is his last road as far as coaching goes. Yeah. He's his he should he should have left and like been assistant A D or something after last year. I mean beating Ohio State, that was his Mecca. Like finally go out that. on top. Yep. Yeah. Go out on top. Like mm-hmm. just don't you know, then you would forget about all the, the rest of his track record, right? Like, if you just cool. retired that way. He's an God, I hope we just come back and just beat the crap out of y'all this year. And he God, just this schedule's awful. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad. It's all right. Holy. I need focus. Mr. Davis is going to give us a win. Connecticut? Hawaii? All right. So, yeah. I know I've had it's a rough go at it this season. Um, I'm over at the moment, but so the race this weekend's in Atlanta. It's the 400 mile race. So this is the 10th year they've ran it. Um, and 50% of the time though, 
a Toyota car has won this race. So what is that? Is that old cars or new cars? No, this is the first of the new gen brand. That's why I'm having so much trouble. New gen cars. You can't go off 50%. Toyota cars are horrible, and that's why I lost them. Anyway, anyways, you know, I didn't tell you how dumb your bets were. So don't tell me how dumb that is. So um, I'm going back with Old Faithful, grabbing the old pony out of the shed. And no, I'm not even going Kyle Lawson. He drives a Chevrolet. Get with it. Uh, I'm going Denny Hamlin. So Denny Hamlin, he is twelve to one. Bet your hundred bucks, you win twelve hundred. Um, I'm gonna try to talk my way into going down to this race in Atlanta. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to get to because I have no friends, but I'm gonna try to do it. I wonder. I wonder how <laughs> gonna enjoy community college because I mean, at this rate, it, it's Chattanooga State. We can't even go to UT unless you start hitting. <laughs> We're in trouble. <laughs> Last segment, uh, uh, Tom, we do a little bit thing called closing, and it's open to anything you want to say. I want to start us off by, by saying a couple of things, and I'll let everybody else take a second here. Last week, Robbie, I want to praise you again. We we do not we not we do not run from political controversy here. We do not run from each of us having maybe sometimes different political opinions. I, I respect so much this group of guys that you challenge me and you make me a better man. Uh, I want to also announce, after thinking about um, what had been happening, I have long time worked for the Marion Messenger, a local newspaper. This week I made a decision and we're going to do it on a basis of open news. We're going to let both sides speak. We're going to let everyone speak. Uh, we started our own website. It is going to be a local newspaper with some national online column. It'll take us about 30 days to get running. It's going to be called the Lakeside Times Journal. Uh, I'm hoping to find people of all persuasions. Uh, I have a young kid that lives downtown that's very passionate about our inner city. He's, uh, I've approached him about doing some things. Um, just, I challenge you, if you Talk to your friends. That's the way all this gets better is by common discussion and not guns and fire. And, you know, uh, if my friend can talk to me and change my opinion, then more power to you. And talk that, and discussion are the key words, not argue. Exactly. As a moderate, no one even knows what that word means anymore. Yeah. Neither has a clue what moderate says. I used to refer to myself as a moderate Republican. I've dropped Republican. I'm just a moderate now, and I'm looking for a candidate somewhere in the middle. Congratulations to all you guys that are willing to take a stand, make a stand, and represent something. I'm I'm proud to be associated with you. Raj Mehta. Not much. This is Rosie, my one-eyed chihuahua, who had a horrible <laughs> previous owner. But great story, but her breath smells like diapers that were used. The Supreme Court can rot in you know where. They've recently, as we discussed, more or less turned uh, row over, but 
you know, the practical effect is, is not as significant in the sense that, as Rob said, certain, uh, despite, again, the mother being completely irrelevant, according to the decision, a lot of these states were, uh, it's not a shock, you know, if you, you give them the, the choice, they would have done that. But the Supreme Court's also backed up gun rights multiple times with Clarence Thomas uh, leading the way. And dude, do your, do your, I mean, the second amendment was made 300 years ago. Again, not to be overly political, but why does anyone need a weapon that's designed to kill multiple people in a quick amount of time? Hunting, whatever, do your thing. Do whatever you want. I mean, kid was backed up what he passed four background checks and verified by his dad and you know it just seems to be bigger and and better mm-hmm. when it comes to these things and the next one i mean will any of us be able to go to any public event let alone these sporting events that we all adore uh it's just frightening those those scenes of kids and chairs overturned and strollers left like nothing is sacred anymore good point good point and we've discussed in the past there is a limit to everything brendan chain you know what buddy bring it home what do you got for us no i'll just uh to kind of reiterate your point i appreciate um just conversation you know we very rarely get into political views but you know we kind of dipped that way and you know i'm i'm a republican but we can have a conversation without argument and try and learn from each other and that's that's what betters us to actually hear the other side and what what's really going on so um i do appreciate that and the fact that we're we don't just get mad after two minutes and blow up and you know whatever so um much appreciation to to all you guys and uh yeah i love the show uh love you guys and respect your opinions and you know we all try to just grow and learn absolutely that's what it's about discussion 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 tom i know you feel the same you're very politically oriented jane yourself but you also you know, you 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 represent and you discuss because you research, and I think that's missing on a lot of people. I, I think the the biggest word that gets lost in this is respect. You have to respect someone else's opinions, and you got to listen. and And I think that's what happens with a lot of people. They just stop listening, and they just disrespect. And uh, I think. If you, you, you take all the, the nonsense out of the mix, what's important? Safety of our children, safety of parade goers. Um, uh, Randall, you're, you're well aware I go to a lot of concerts. I yep. was at a concert. I was at a concert last Saturday. I don't think for a minute I thought happened here because guess what? There was no metal detectors. 700 uh, person venue tight space no metal detectors walking in and out and so definitely the thought of someone pulling out a gun crossed my mind and it crossed my mind uh, immediately so um i think people need to 
respect one another, listen to one another, because you might hear something that you wouldn't normally hear from somebody on the other side. And it might make sense. It yes, might sir. touch it might touch something that you already feel but are afraid to come out and say it because you're affiliated with a certain party. So I think we need to put our sides, our differences aside, um, because people are dying. People's rights are being taken away. And that's just uh, for a country that's the greatest country in the world. We got to keep moving up. And right now we're we're nosediving down. And, and I think the only people that can save it are us. And I think the only way we save it is with intelligent conversation and being able to say, I, I agree with you, whether party you, you're affiliated or not. I think that's the most important thing. We need to find a way to meet somewhere in the middle that, that benefits the American people, not just the particular party. Yep. That's the only way you get there is by conversation and accepting other views and points on that. You know, that's, yep. that's how you get to the middle. Yep. That's the wonderful thing about this, Tom, just doing this show with the last year uh, with these guys. Uh, and, and I am, like I said, a moderate Republican, but I've had so many conversations that have made me rethink what I was programmed to think and challenge mm-hmm. me to say, you know what? I may have heard this all my life, but is that true? You know, yeah. so that intelligent discussion has made me a better man. Yeah. It made me look at things with humanity. And that's what, mm-hmm. that's what <laughs> you said it just then. At the end of the day, what do we all want? We want our kids safe. We mm-hmm. want our safe. We want the people we love safe. We want yeah. people taken care of. Great point. Robbie Davis, man of the hour. Do I need to run your commercial before or after you say um, this? No, you're good. Um, yeah, no, I mean, just to top on everything else. And, Randall, I want to commend you um, for your willingness. You're you're the one running the show. And, um, and oftentimes it's been off script. And um, I know I've, I've went places that I don't know if people have been comfortable with. Um, and that, as that, that's a reflection just on me, not on you, like or anyone else on the show. Like, um, but you've let me talk and and express my opinion on things, and I appreciate that. Uh, um, I that very much. And uh, and I think everyone's kind of said it, and just I want to reiterate it. Like, we can't discuss things with a premise of because I don't agree with you, you are wrong before you listen to what they say. And that's what we've gotten into is you're not on my team. So you're wrong or I'm not listening to you. And that's the hurdle we've got to get over. And cause we can still talk and we can still be civil. Look, um, we can take our league of 12 fancy football players. Um, at least I'm on the other side of the aisle of eight, probably, maybe more. And we all get along, we can all talk, and that's because we can be civilized. And like, um, we can as Americans be civilized and we can talk, it just takes effort. Um, but my last words, um, tonight are about a horrible story I heard, um, 
about the shooting that happened in Highland Park, um, a two-year-old was left an orphan because both of their parents were shot down by an angry white young man that was able to get an assault rifle. And the dad died protecting his two-year-old. Yes, yes. He died just, on top of him. Yeah, that's just... And then I heard another story of a daughter who... A 21-year-old, I believe, 21 or 22, saw her, saw her mom shot. So I knew she was dead. I just had to say I love you and run away because yeah. he was still shooting at me. It, I, I don't care what you think about gun laws. Um it's got it something's got to happen gotta, like gotta stop I, I, i'm not for taking guns all the way away i'm not but something's got to change well again if you look at the track record on the social media there are a thousand red flags so yeah. there's yeah. yeah why can social media control so much other things and not red flag this kind of thing like this yeah. is a big problem because a yeah. lot of these people want to be famous and respected and loved mm -hmm. and they post all this stuff all the mm -hmm. time yeah. and there's so much research and red yeah. flags on this yes. and, and nobody pays attention until it happens and they're like well you know he's been posting this for two years that he wanted to yeah. kill somebody like well, what the hell are we doing and and he was and the so, cops and, came oh just just so as an attorney I can break like so one of the founding things about you know the the attorney system is attorney client privilege. I as an attorney can break the so the attorney client privilege belongs to the client. So I cannot say anything without their permission. An exception to that if I think they are gonna commit a crime, I can break that privilege and I can alert alert the authorities. Social media companies need to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. yep. They, if they Absolutely. think somebody is going to commit a a murder, a mass murder, they need to be held accountable for not doing so. They've got all the information in the world, all the algorithms. They know everything that's going mm -hmm. on. Absolutely, and there's it's so easy to red flag that with their algorithms. Yes. So, uh, media I, networks I, after that. Uh, yeah, I, I won't name any, but. I'll leave you with this. The two-year-old with conviction said, Mommy and Daddy are coming soon. Coming soon. Parents. Ain't that well, a huge yeah. blood. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I read it. I read it, and it broke my heart. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. It's sick. It's well, sick. We, we have an obligation. Uh, last month, we had 52,000 hits on our website. It creates an obligation to us to ha have those conversations. And Even be if correct. one person listens, just one. Yeah. It's not about right. it's not about sides. It's about humanity. Yeah. And, and as long as us five tonight preach that story, no matter your political persuasion, that's what we're telling you. Listen with your ears open mm -hmm. to the truth, and decide and find your own truth. That is the key. Uh, years ago, it was about religious freedom. You can't have religious freedom till you listen to everyone's side. How do you know what's right? How do you know what's wrong? Mm -hmm. Same thing with these arguments today. Listen, listen, listen. And when you speak, speak with fact. And that's yeah. what I respect about all these men. Tom, you had something you wanted to say real fast? Well, going back to 
the shooter, you know, in 2019, the police were called because he was threatening to kill his whole family. Uh, and then the police came back out um, because he was threatening to kill himself and he had knives. The knives were removed from the house. So there has to be something in law that when you apply for a gun, these things pop up. And that was just three years ago. And uh, now the blood, you know, the blood of the seven people, you know, you hate to say it, is on the hands of whoever, you know, the state of Illinois for, for or whoever would be the uh, responsible party of allowing him uh, to get a gun. And shame on his father who called the police on him, who co-signed for the uh, the weapons permit. And I just, I just, it all just comes down to how much is enough. I mean, I mean, use your ears, look around and just, it, it's going to affect somebody here sooner or later. Don't think it won't because yep. it will. Well, we've seen two mass shootings in our community in the last three months. Well said, man. Well said. And it's well said. Everyone, thank you for listening to River City Media. We didn't mean to get political, but we do this every now and then. But we don't get political. We get off with you. Please like and follow us. We need 23 more people. I know you support us, and we support you. If you ever want to come on offer a different opinion, the door is open. We don't the, – these people on here now are not celebrities. We're friends out here. We respect of all opinions. If mm-hmm. you've got – if you would like to appear – safe we'll, place. Just let us know. We'll come on and talk. It's a safe, safe place. Safe except place. Bobby's gambling. He's good. That man, and, and we're not <laughs> even political. <laughs> we're just humanity. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We just have conversations about yeah. what's real in our hearts. So, yeah. For Rod Meta, for Robbie Davis, for Brandon Chain, from Tom Sloan, from the Speakeasy Three Three, Randall Cunningham, from River City Media. Peace. Michigan sucks. <laughs>